Let's Place, Games of the Decades. Everybody better grab their line up to the gas pump and their Jimmy Carter campaign buttons and their Brady Bunch fan club cards because we're going to the 1970s this time. Uh, we're talking about the we're talking about five the five best games of the 1970s as decided by us, and I am joined uh, in determining that by Chelsea. I'm trying to remember if bell bottoms were 60s or 70s. Yeah, I think it was 70s. Let's go with 70s. Why not, Crystal? <laughs> hmm. D- welcome. Hello. Hi. Huh? All what? right. <laughs> not sure what that's what this is, but okay then. Uh, Dan. Groovy. <laughs> and Jordan. <laughs> Hello. I don't have a thing to say. <laughs> so. How this is going to work, if you've listened to any of our Game of the Year episodes in past years, you know the basic idea here. Every guest and or host, every person on this episode has chosen one game that they believe is the best game of the 1970s that is not already on the Let's Place list. Which is a difficult thing to do because Pong is already on the Let's Place list and it's the obvious winner. Wait, we were thinking for best? I just thought it was any. Well, too late now. I mean, I really Kinda think it's a good game, mine. so whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you yeah. want to, if if you want to re- recall your vote, now's the time. I haven't read the names yet, so there's still time. I'm good. I'm hearing silence. We're moving on. The games that have been nominated are Oregon Trail, Breakout, Hunt the Wumpus, Colossal Cave Adventure, and Zork. So, I guess let's start with Oregon Trail, 1971. I think we were all surprised to learn that the first Oregon Trail game is that old. Yeah. It's an old one. It is. It is. Oldie, but a goodie. Well, you know, now we'll that I think about, about it, I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of the old Apple II Oregon Trail I played in, because, God, I was in an elementary school where we had a actual computer time day of the week. Uh-huh. Uh... Did mention like it was like this is the super best version of Oregon Trail with graphics and stuff Great. like that. Fantastic. So <laughs> even uh, back then it was old. Moby Games is deciding that loading web pages is for suckers, so I'm having a hard time pulling up what they have to say about Oregon Trail at the moment. But I mean, we all know what it is, right? It's that classic simulation game where you get in there to travel. You get dysentery. You get in there to travel across the Great Plains of the United States and get dysentery and die. Let's see. Okay, it loaded. Oregon. This, this is just saying Oregon. The original non-graphical basic version of the Oregon Trail was first developed in 1971 by three Minnesotan teachers meant to be and meant to be played on a teletype. This first version was played exclusively by Don Rawich's history class taught at Carleton. Shout out. <laughs> taught at Carleton College. A subsequent version was retyped from paper records into MECC computer systems in 1974 and made available to school systems across the entire state. 
It would be revised in 1976 and again in 1978 based on new research. In 1979 and 1980, uh, MECC released Elementary Volume 6 for the Apple II microcomputer, a bundle of educational software including Oregon with music, rudimentary non-animated graphics, and action-based shooting sequences. Subsequent versions of Atari, uh, for Atari, Commodore 64, and Radio Shack computers followed. Hell yeah. Being designed for a teletype, gameplay is comparatively simpler than the more widely played 1985 version. Players do not name or manage the members of their party, only the leader counts, and the game is over if he or she dies. Every day, the player may choose whether to hunt or not, and how well to eat. To hunt, the player must type a word such as bang as quickly as possible when prompted. Oh, that rules. Oh, that's very different. (laughs) Yeah, it is rewarded with food if typed correctly and fast enough. A disaster may occur randomly each day, such as raiders attacking or poor weather. And sometimes the player must choose from a menu which action to take in response. I'm putting my hand up. Like, I'm raising my hand like I'm in class. Yes, Chelsea. (laughs) Was Was it just the word bang? Because it could be kind of neat if it was, like, other, like, vocabulary words. But if it was just the word bang. Well, give on. Uh, this was it, was it was for a college class, so I think it was more just the excitement of, like, oh, we've programmed a computer. All right, fine. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think this was just the precursor to uh, SM word. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it looks like this version of the game is actually just called Oregon. Ah, you know what? No, 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 no. no that's the 70, that's the, the next version, the 74, 75 version. Huh. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing a title screen that says The Oregon Trail, so I don't know what Moby Games is on. So Yeah, so a lot of games of this era were not really, like, commercial, especially on right. the PC scene. Definitely. Just people made them and, like, shared them with people they knew or, like, with their school. Yeah. I don't think this was ever sold for money, this version at least. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. So that's interesting. The, the fact that you said it was like handwrittenly recreated. Yeah. Is, I mean, God. I mean, this is old enough that like it was probably like programmed with punch cards, right? Hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know when that switchover happened. But like seventy-one, that's that's pretty no, early it, in the world it of says computing. Basic. I don't think Basic was on. That's true. Basic would have been like beyond punch cards. Yeah. The other interesting thing about this era of PC gaming is that, you know, it's not like PCs today where everyone basically uses the same thing. Uh-huh. It was like there were a lot of different types of computers, and each of them had their own scenes, which are kind of isolated from each other. Uh-huh. So, like, the kinds of computers the Oregon Trail was made for is different than the kinds of computers the Colossal Cave Adventure was made for. Right. different than the kinds of computers like D&D was made for, which is why all of these are considered by different people to be the first adventure game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think fundamentally we understand what the Oregon Trail is. We all played a different version of this game at some point. Hey, why do they all... Why have all of us played the Oregon Trail in school? Like... It's not a particularly educational game, frankly. I don't know if I did. Yeah? I mean, it's educational enough to put it on a computer. I feel like the only real lesson you get from the Oregon Trail is realizing just how easy it was to die back then. So the first people to publish the Oregon Trail a few years later was the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. Mm -hmm. There's an organization to coordinate and provide computer services to school in Minnesota. However, its software eventually became popular in schools around the world. 
So there's All your right. answer. There you go. It became a fad. Is basically why we did it, played it in yeah. schools. Yep. I mean, when I was in high school, we watched the movie Evolution because it because it was tangentially related to the biology class we were taking. Yeah, we watched a lot of CSI in like chemistry class. More CSI than I think we probably should have in retrospect. Anyway, I guess let's start placing Oregon Trail. It is starting at number 300. Uh, let's wow. see here. Ch- Chelsea, how does the Oregon Trail compare to Forza Motorsport 3, a game about considerably faster vehicles than an oxen-driven wagon? Uh, Oregon. All right. Uh, Crystal, how about you? Uh, I'll say Oregon. All right. Uh, Dan. I'm sorry, what were we comparing it against? Uh, Forza 3. Forza. All right. And Jordan. Mm, I think the version actually plays into it, so I'm going with Forza. Okay, so that ties it, right? I guess that's up to me. I think, here's the thing. As far as I know, Forza 3 is a good Forza, and Forza, I think, is generally a well-regarded series about racing cars. But I don't know. I'm charmed by this his college history teacher that wrote a game that like echoed through the decades as that weird shitty game that everyone's played once. What? Hmm. Pro- probably these days kids are not playing the Oregon Trail in any way, right? No. That but must have, have you, fallen away. It's I like, have you seen I, the little uh, like handheld app, uh, Apple II mock-ups? Uh, of the Oregon Trail being that people are making or being sold, like there's like a, it's like a retro one of those like retro game things, but they've they've like been releasing this little thing that that's basically the the original uh, graphical uh, Oregon Trail Apple II game, huh? In, in in like a handheld. All right, I mean, so I mean, people still remember it. Sure. I would say that the main reason us as kids played edutainment games is because we didn't really we needed something to pass the time with and that was considered educational so it, that was the closest thing we would get to say a regular video game right i really don't remember playing it hmm. i know i said that already yeah <laughs> but i feel kind of left out when everyone talks about how they played it in school oh. i played it as like honestly i remember seeking it out instead of like getting to play it i think yeah. by that point my by the time I was in school, it was more uh, humongous entertainment. I see, I see. All right, well, with that, the Oregon Trail moves up to number 150. Jordan, how does it compare to Pokemon Ruby version, the Game Boy Advance Pokemon game that introduced a lot of features, such as blaring midi horns? Uh, I'm sorry, but Ruby, I mean, the Ruby Sapphire yeah. generation is very dear to me. That's fair. Uh, Crystal. Or wait, no, sorry, Dan. Oregon Trail. That's one for each. Crystal. Pokemon Ruby. All right. Chelsea, Pokemon versus Oregon Trail. Pokey. All right. So that is... Wait, I'm I'm sorry, Dan, how'd you vote? I voted Oregon. You voted Oregon, so that's a tie again. Uh, I don't like Pokemon Ruby version very much. I'm going to vote for Oregon. And move it up to number 75. Chelsea, I mean, you don't you don't like the fact that the bad guys just want to make get rid of all the C's? I mean, that's the, there. 
They're supposed to be environmentalists, and they don't know fucking anything about how the environment works. I know. I can't defend that, though. That's that's the thing. But yeah. I still love it. I don't no, know that's why. fair. That's the, fair. The important thing to note is where judging i assume we're judging specifically gba ruby which right. would be pre-hot archie sure uh chelsea how does the oregon trail compare to number 75 wheel of fortune for the game.com a game that really got high on this list for reasons i don't remember or understand oregon all right uh, uh crystal oregon trail uh dan oregon trail and Jordan. Ah, uh, Oregon Trail. All right. Unanimously, Oregon Trail is now a lock for the top 100. Ooh. Wow. Uh, yeah. Jordan, how does it compare to number 37, Style Savvy Trendsetters, a Nintendo 3DS game all about helping people build and, you know, deploy f- the most stylish looks? Well, let's, I mean, helping people learn how to dress themselves confidently yeah. is kind of nice. I mean, it's a very altruistic thing, but then imagining having to take bang really quick. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with Oregon Trail. Okay, okay. Dan? I'm leaning more towards uh, style savvy. Alright, that's one for each. Crystal? Style savvy. Alright, and Chelsea? S- style savvy. All right, Style Savvy wins. Uh, if it was going to tie again, I was going to talk about, you know, listen, Oregon Trail is all about, uh, you know, one piece of the brutal colonization of America by white people. Style Savvy is just about dressing people up in clothes that were probably made in sweatshops as a result of that colonization a century later. You know, or, so I guess it's or less American direct. Eagle and appropriating things. Yeah, I guess it's a less direct uh, way about it. <laughs> anyway, Style Savvy wins, which means Oregon Trail moves down to number 56. I was just going to point out that the Pioneers probably didn't have any style. That is true. Uh, Chelsea, how does Oregon Trail compare to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? Uh, a game which, some might argue, owes something to Oregon Trail, based <laughs> given that it's got some survival elements. Breath. Alright. Uh, Crystal. Breath of the Wild. That's two for Zelda. Dan? Breath of the Wild. And Jordan? Breath of the Wild. All right, Breath of the Wild takes it unanimously, and Oregon Trail moves down to number 65. Jordan has it compared to Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, a point-and-click adventure visual novel where you play as an up-and-coming lawyer on a quest to defend truth and justice and save the innocent from a cruel and oppressive justice system. Oh, I, I see. I drove. Well, I, I had my parents drive me over a half hour to a specific GameStop that still had a copy of this game. Yeah. Just, just to play uh, Ace Attorney. Like I, I love this series. So it's a good I'm series. gonna have to go with. Phoenix, yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with Phoenix Wright. All right, uh, Dan. My friend Elliot would kill me if I picked anything other than Phoenix Wright. So Phoenix Wright. All right, Crystal. Phoenix Wright. And Chelsea. Phoenix. All right, Phoenix Wright takes it unanimously. Oregon Trail continues to drop to number 70. Uh, Chelsea, how does it do against Hotel Dusk Room 215? Another adventure puzzly visual novel on the Nintendo DS. This time you play as Kyle Hyde, a washed-up detective who's mysteriously ended up at a strange hotel and the 
end of the desert in Nevada. I forget where it is. Not important. Uh, ho- hotel. All right. Uh, Crystal. Hotel Dusk. All right. Uh, Dan. Hotel Dusk. And Jordan. What is with these? Uh, another. This this is also really important game to me because. Uh, but yeah, Hotel Dusk. Yeah, Hotel I, Dusk kicks ass. <laughs> I went out of I, for this one. I went out of my way to get the sequel. You know, it was only uh, a yeah, translation. A translation was only released in in uh, uh, in European European markets. Like I literally had to yeah. get a London version of the of the sequel game. I gotta do that one of these days. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. All right, uh, Jordan. How does the Oregon Trail compare to number seventy two? Dragon Quest VI Maburoshi no Daichi. It's the sixth Dragon Quest game. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Dragon Quest on this one. Alright. Dan? Dragon Quest. Crystal? The Dragon Quest what was inspired by A Link to the Past. Alright, alright. Uh, Chelsea? Uh, what's it up against? Dragon Quest. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, was it? Listen, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think you were about to mount a defense, and then you're like, "No, I got nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, it's already lost. Okay. So. Okay. Go ahead then. All right. It moves down to number seventy-three. Chelsea, how does Oregon Trail compare to Rocket League? A game kind of like Oregon Trail, except instead of trying to get homesteaders to Oregon, you're trying to get balls into goals. But other than that, basically the same thing. So, nothing alike. No, they're... (laughs) Rocket League. Alright. Crystal. Oregon Trail. It's one for each. Dan? Oregon Trail. Alright, and Jordan? Oh, mm, I'm gonna go with Rocket League on this one. All right, that ties it. I'm also going Rocket League. Rocket League's good. Uh, and that moves Oregon Trail down to number 74 for one last ranking. Jordan, how does it compare to Wario Land 3, the Game Boy Color? Right? It's Game Boy Color, right, Crystal? Which one? Wario Land 3? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, it's okay. a Game Boy Color game. Yeah, the, the Game Boy Color platformer where you're everyone's favorite stinky plumber man. Wait. He's not a plumber. I mean, he wears plumber overalls. I would say Over- greedy con man. More than a plumber. He's a treasure hunter. He's the Indiana yes, Jones go. type. I mean, that's what he does in his off time. I mean, I wouldn't really compare him to Indiana Jones. He's more of a steal from the rich, give to the me sort of person. <laughs> right. I think that when the IRS comes knocking, Wario writes plumber down on his tax information. <laughs> Do you think Wario's a citizen of a nation? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Diamond City. Warland. That's that's. <laughs> I, I feel like this is fundamentally unimportant. Jordan, how are you voting? Uh Wario. All right, uh, Dan. Wario, undisputed. All right, Crystal. Wario Land Three. All right, and Chelsea. Wario. All right, Wario wins unanimously. And with that, Oregon Trail is placed number 75, directly above Wheel of Fortune, directly below Wario Land 3. All right. (laughs) Whatever you say. Uh, Our next game is Breakout. Yeah. 
Hmm? What? Hmm. No, no, no. That was just uh, agreeing. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Uh, let's see. I need to find the breakout for arcade, 1976. Here we go. In Breakout, there is a wall of bricks along the top of the screen, and your goal is to destroy the entire wall one brick at a time. To do this, you control a paddle at the bottom of the screen, which is used to reflect a bouncing ball into the bricks. When the ball hits a brick, it'll destroy it. You start with five balls, and the game ends when all five fall off the bottom of the screen. Also included are several game variations, including Breakthrough. The ball will go straight through the bricks instead of bouncing back. Timed Breakout, you have a time limit to gain as many points as you can. And Invisible Breakout, the bricks are only visible for a short while after one of them is hit. Other variations allow you to catch the ball or control the direction of the ball. So yeah, this is, uh, this is a game made by Atari. We bounce a ball into bricks. Are we talking about the first one that was on an Apple II or just like the arcade game? Uh, is the Apple II one the original one? It it says that they basically used yeah they used okay. it uh, t- basically to test the Apple II. It, ca- oh, really? it came okay. with it okay. came with a cassette. Uh, it was like the, the program cassette. Let's see. History and development. Breakout of a street logic game was designed by. Steve Wozniak, Steve Brislow, Nolan Bushnell. All three of them were involved with Atari and its key game subsidiary. Oh. Atari produced innovative video games using the Pong hardware as a means of competition against companies making Pong clones. Bushnell wanted to turn Pong into a single-player game where the player would use a paddle to maintain a ball that depletes a wall of bricks. Bushnell was certain the game would be popular, and he and Bristow partnered to produce a concept. Al Alcorn was assigned as the breakout project manager and began development with Cyan Engineering in 1975. Bushnell assigned Steve Jobs to design a prototype. Mm. Jobs was offered $750 with an award for every TTL, Transistor Transistor Logic, chip fewer than 50. Jobs promised to complete a prototype within four days. Bushnell offered the bonus because he disliked how new Atari games required 150 to 170 chips. He knew that Jobs' friend Steve Wozniak, an employee of Hewlett Packard, had designed a version of Pong that used about 30 chips. Jobs had little specialized knowledge of circuit board design, but knew Wozniak was capable of producing designs with a smaller number of chips. He convinced Wozniak to work with him, promising to split the fee evenly between them if Wozniak could minimize the number of chips. Wozniak had no sketches. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? <laughs> I, I, I do kind of like that there's a bit of a background. It was like, oh, we can do it better with less. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple II influence, here we go. Breakout directly influenced Wozniak's design for the Apple II computer. He said a lot of features of the Apple II went in because I had designed Breakout for Atari. I had designed it in hardware. I wanted to write it in software. Now. Okay, so no. Uh, Breakout okay. for the arcades by Atari predates the Apple II version. Okay. That was a very important digression <laughs> to make. We all learned a little bit of history yeah. about the computer industry. It's really fast. Yeah. Sideways. <laughs> anyway... Have any of us actually played Breakout? Not a Breakout clone, Breakout. There was an arcade Not... machine at a convenience store I went to as a kid that had it, but I don't think I actually played that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never played Breakout, but I'll tell you what I have played the hell out of is Kirby's Block Ball, which was Breakout but with Kirby in it. And that game is good as hell. Nothing? Nothing at all? Oh. Alright. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah! I downloaded a breakout game on my phone and I started playing. Oh it. shit. That's a that's a good testament to how good breakout is. I do like breakout a lot. Motherfucker, I keep losing <laughs> balls. I, I think 
the original iPhone had a little uh, hidden Easter egg gem where if you held it, you could play Breakout on it. Oh, that's nice. All right. Well, I think we all know what Breakout is. It's very simple and I think pretty damn good as a result. But let's let's find out where it goes in the list. Jordan, how does it compare to game number 300, American Turbo King, a game where you drive around on the beach in a sports car and throw baseballs at hippies? I think the destruction of Breakout's a little more fun because I sometimes feel bad hurting people. Sure. Well, this year just breaking bricks. Yeah, yeah. So Breakout. All right. Uh, Dan. Breakout. Crystal. Mm, breakout. All right. And Chelsea? How many breakout clones do we have on this list already? I don't think we have any yet. Are Luke? What? Okay, there's the there's the horny one. There's the one that's like there was place I can't remember what episode it was, but it was another breakout clone. There's uh, Monkey Madness or Monkey Magic. Oh, I did forget about Monkey Magic. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, well. Breakout. All right. <laughs> Breakout wins. Sorry, I was just wondering. No, that's fine. Clearly the answer is I don't know. <laughs> Chelsea, how does Breakout compare to number 150, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, a 3D action stealth game where you play as Tom Clancy and have to splinter cells? Breakout. Crystal. Breakout. Dan. I'll give it to Breakout. All right, and Jordan. No, I'm going with Breakout. All right, Breakout moves up to number 75. Hey, how does it compare to Oregon Trail 1971? We already talked about this one. Jordan, how do they compare? Wait, sorry, I was trying to find something. Which number are we at now? We're at 75. It's Oregon Trail. Oh. Oh, wow, it's going up against... Mm, yeah. uh, I, I'm going with Oregon Trail. All right, all right. Uh, Dan? Uh, Oregon Trail. Okay, Crystal. I think Breakout is probably the single most fun video game of the 70s, so I would vote for it. Okay, Chelsea. Breakout. All right, that ties it. Yeah, I'm, I gotta go with Breakout. Uh, which moves up to number 38. Chelsea, how does it compare to Return of the Obra Dinn? Mm. A first-person mystery adventure game where you have to solve the murders of all 60 people aboard a ghost ship. Yeah, Obra Dinn. All right, Crystal. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about how Hideo Kojima uh-huh. has declared he will create a genre called the Strand Game. Right. But Breakout actually did create a genre known in Japan as Block Kuzushi, okay. or in France as Kese Briques, or in Anglophone countries as Breakout Clone, Breakout Style Game, uh-huh, Block yeah. Breaking Game, Brick Buster, or Brick Are you smash. reading like a Wikipedia page? Brick Break, Brick Destroyer slash Destruction, or Ball and Paddle Game. Uh-huh. But Overton's a better game. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's two for Overton. Dan? Overton. Alright, and Jordan. Oh, Overton. I, I have right. a question. Is, yeah, what's is, up? Is Angry Birds a breakout clone? Uh, I would say I no, but there's maybe some breakout so. like DNA okay. in it. Yeah, because that, that's what I was like. Like, could it could be considered like because, but it doesn't bounce back, huh? Yeah, it's not all about managing a bouncing ball. So I would say no. It's okay. like a one-player version of Pong. Yeah. All right, that moves Breakout down to number fifty-seven. Jordan, how does it compare to Battle Chef Brigade, the 
2D platforming combat cooking game where you have to go slay monsters, then bring them back to a kitchen and play a match three puzzle game to cook them up right. Uh, I'm going to go with Battleship Brigade. Okay. Uh, Dan. I have a deep passion for cooking. Battleship Brigade. All right. <laughs> Crystal. Battleship. And Chelsea. Battleship. All right. Battleship takes it and Breakout moves down to number 66. Chelsea, how does it compare to Pokemon Sapphire version? It's Pokemon Ruby version, but blue. Um, Breakout. All right. Crystal. Pokemon. Dan. Breakout. Jordan. Nah, I gotta go with Pokemon. Yeah, and I gotta go with Breakout. Which moves it up to number 61. Jordan, how does it compare to Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom? Boy, this one got high, huh? <laughs> hmm. It's an um, RPG where you're the president and you go to you isekai into a world where you help a king become a king or whatever. Oh, right. I, oh. I actually... <laughs> um, Crystal's posted that one uh, Pokemon commercial where there where it's like people with their Pokemon and it's all like weird people who are similar to the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just taking that in. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um Man, Nintendo I... advertising was weird in the two thousands. <laughs> Remember that chain smoking log that they did for uh Final Fantasy for one the one of the Final Fantasy games on NES or Super Nintendo? Which one was it? I don't know. Oh, well. Oh, well, I could believe Sorry, a I super. Nin- I could believe a Super Nintendo one because a lot of like '90s Nintendo advertising was trying really hard to prove that they're just as edgy and hardcore as Sega and Sonic. Right. Yeah, he was like uh, auditioning monsters for for the game. Uh, I'm gonna go with Nino No Kuni or okay. Nino Kuni too, though. All right, uh, Dan. Nino Kuni. Crystal. Another country, too. Alright. Uh, Chelsea. I don't need no Cooney. <laughs> Alright, Nino Cooney wins and Breakout moves down to number 63. Chelsea, how does it compare to Hello, Mr. President? A fighting game uh, where all the playable characters are world <laughs> leaders from the 1990s. <laughs> uh, Breakout. Alright. Crystal. Hello, Mr. President. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Dan. I'm going with Breakout. Okay. Uh, and Jordan. I- I'm going with Breakout. All right. Breakout takes it and uh, moves up for one last ranking. Jordan, how does it compare to number 62, Onuigi, uh, a parody Mario game where you play as a disaffected, aimless version of Luigi? Who just wanders around a broken world, chain smoking and uh, thinking absurdist uh, nihilistic thoughts. That sounds ridiculous. It's so fucking good. What's this about coins? Where could he hope? Where could we hope to spend them? Yeah. What? Oh my god. Um. On <laughs> Luigi. To... All right. This one for on Luigi, Dan. I am looking this up in on Luigi. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea. Uh, Breakout. And Crystal. 
Breakout is kind of the odd middle child of the 70s, because it's like, Pong is, is the first commercially successful video game. Right. And Space Invaders is like the Fortnite of its time. I think right, it just right. for inflation, Space Invaders is still like the highest grossing video game of all time. Yeah. And then and then Breakout is in the middle there, and it's like pretty good. Yeah. But it was not as much of a hit as those other two. Right. Kind of like Luigi. Uh-huh. <laughs> the... the <laughs> The son that the Mario family never loved. Right. And neither do I. So I'm what the fuck? <laughs> how could you do this to Luigi? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan, how'd you vote again? On Luigi. That ties it. Mm, I gotta go with on Luigi. Also, Crystal, thanks for reminding me that I totally forgot what I meant to nominate. I'm deleting Zork off of here and putting Space Invaders. Whoops. Okay. I thought it was already. There we go. It is like... The most important game of this yeah, decade, arguably. Uh, completely brain farted. <laughs> I think Zerk just is funner to say, so it's stuck in my brain more. And Honestly, I would have picked Space Invaders, but I wasn't sure if it was on the list yet or not. Yeah. Alright, on Ouija wins, in which case, Breakout is placed at number 63. Let's see, directly below on Ouija and directly above Hello, Mr. President. I think so far, highest placed uh, 70s game, right? Yeah. Hmm. So congrats to Breakout. It really Game of the decade. Out. Game of the eh? decade so far. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, Let me get right. this on the list. And our next game is a little something called Hunt the Wumpus. That's a title right there. <laughs> I'm looking up on Moby Games right now. Because what? Alright, let's see here. A mythical creature called... A mythical creature called a wumpus is sleeping somewhere in a series of maze-like caves, and your goal is to hunt it down. The cave is dangerous, and in addition to the wumpus, there are bottomless bits and cave bats. Walking into a pit ends the game. Encountering a bat will cause you to be relocated to a random location in the cave, which may or may not be safe. And walking into the same room as the wumpus will cause it to wake up and eat you. To help figure out where these dangers are, various cave rooms can provide clues. For example, finding blood splattered in the room means the wumpus is near, or if you feel a breeze, then a pit is near. From these clues, you need to deduce the layout of the cave and the location of the wumpus. If you think you know where the wumpus is, you have one arrow to fire. A hit wins the game, but a miss means you're eaten by the wumpus. Hunt the Wumpus was originally a text-based adventure. Yeah, okay, I'm looking at the wrong version of it, actually. Uh, I need to find the original Hunt the Wumpus. Which, uh, that's weird. Moby Games is listed as Wumpus. But whatever. It's a game written in basic. The player can move around a cave system of 20 rooms and must try to hunt the wumpus monster with arrows. The player can fire five arrows. Ooh, this version gives you five. To try to hit the wumpus and move between various rooms, the arrows will fly around corners and can possibly hit the player again. Wow. The player can also be attacked by bats and fall into pit traps. All right, that's Hunt the Wumpus. So, yeah, it's it's like a puzzle. It's like a it, it's definitely sort of text adventure or proto-text adventure. And it seems like it's just sort of a deduction game of moving around this cave trying to figure out where the Wumpus is. So the, the sort of big innovation of this game. So the creator of this game, Gregory Yob, uh-huh. played, played some logic games like this on the mainframe computer. Some called Hercule, Snark, and Mugwump. But each of those are just based on a simple 10 by 10 square grid. Okay. He was like... You know, we're not limited to paper here. We're on the computer. We can do a, a more complex map. So the shape of the world in this game is a dodecahedron. 
Ooh. Ooh. Wait, 12 sides? Hmm. Yeah. The 12-sided 3D polyhedron. I guess when you don't have to draw graphics, it doesn't matter if, like, the graphic you're describing is too complicated for the computer to draw. Yeah, you need to get out some ball and sticks if you want to map this one out. Right, yeah, you can just describe the shape of it, and that's fine. Huh, that's interesting. Hmm. This sounds kind of interesting. I guess let's figure out how interesting, unless someone has something else to say about hunting the wampus. It reminds me a little bit of, like, um, uh, Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Alright, we're starting at number 300 once again. <laughs> Chelsea, how does Hunt the Wumpus compare to Bubsy 3D, Bubsy Visits the James Terrell Retrospective? Oh, a Lord. parody game about Bubsy visiting a museum of modern art. Uh, Wumpus. Alright, Crystal? Hunt the Wumpus. Alright, Dan? I cannot believe Bubsy 3D, Bubsy Visits the James Terrell Retrospective is not in the top 100. Bubsy 3D, <laughs> Bubsy Visits the James Terrell Retrospective. I don't think on my well, watch. Peer review will happen someday. What'd you say, Chelsea? On my watch? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, uh, Jordan? I, I'm going with Wampus. Alright, Wampus takes it and moves up to number 150. Jordan, how does it compare to uh, Score 3020, a game about manip- maneuvering a radioactive pinball through a nuclear bombed out hellscape in order to use it to destroy a rogue AI? What? You heard me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think I want to go with Score 3020. Alright, Dan. I'm more inclined towards Wumpus. Okay, that's one for each. Crystal. Hunt the Wumpus, the first survival horror game. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, what's that against again? 30-20. Score 30-20. What is that? It's the game where you maneuver a radioactive pinball around an irradiated hellscape. Uh, in Wumpus. In order to defeat a rogue AI. All right, cool. All right, Wumpus takes it and moves up to number 75. Chelsea, how does Hunt the Wumpus compare to Wario Land 3? We've talked about it already. Um, Wario Land. Right. This is pretty fun. Crystal? Wario Land. That's two for Wario. Dan? Wario. And Jordan? Um, Wario. Alright, Wario takes it decisively. Hunt the Wumpus moves down to number 112. Oh, Jordan, how does it compare to Pong? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to elaborate on what Pong is. <laughs> Hello, Pong. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Wampus. All I right. Feel there's, I feel there's more of a story than 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 there is sure. in Pong. Dan, Wampus, Crystal, Pong. All right, Chelsea. I'm playing Wampus right now. We're a version of it that's on my phone. Uh-huh. Pretty fun. Yeah. Go with Wampus. All right. All right. Wumpus is objectively better than Pong. Yeah. That moves it up to number 93. Uh, Chelsea, how does it compare to No Man's Sky? Kind of like Hunt the Wumpus if there was, uh, like, a quadrillion rooms instead of just 20. Uh, Wumpus. Alright, Crystal. Hmm, Wumpus. Yeah, I feel like you kind of soured on No Man's Sky when they, uh, as they kept updating it. 
They ruined it. Yeah. They turned it into colonizing game, which it always was, but they turned it into more of one. Yeah, yeah. Dan? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Nomansky. All right, all right. Jordan? Mm, I'm going to go with Wampus. All right, Wampus takes it. And it moves up to number 84. Jordan, how does it compare to Rocksmith, all-new 2014 edition remastered? A video game that teaches you how to play guitar. Eh, learning to play guitar is fun sometimes. I'm going to go with Rocksmith. All right, Dan. How good is Rocksmith at actually teaching you how to play the guitar? Uh, I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't played it. Uh, here's the thing. I haven't played Rocksmith, and I can't play guitar. So, but if you take the inverse of that, it would suggest that if I played Rocksmith, I could play guitar. Interesting thoughts. Uh... I'll go with Rocksmith in that case. All right. That is two for Rocksmith. Crystal. Wumpus. Chelsea. Um, Rocksmith. All right. Rocksmith takes it. And Wumpus moves down to number 88. Chelsea, how does it compare to help? My large dog is being affectionate, and I need to record my objective video game ranking podcast. A fan game designed based on how normal episodes of Let's Plays go. What? Yeah, Chelsea? Well, okay. Uh, sorry, what's this? Stuff against help my large dog. Okay, I'm putting it my phone. Uh, Wampus. Alright. Uh, Crystal. Wampus. Alright, that's two for Wampus. Dan. Mm, help my large dog. Uh, Jordan. Help my large dog. <laughs> you know what? I have I have moved this past week. So I'm no longer in the vicinity of a large dog to be affectionate while I'm trying to record an objective video game ranking podcast. So in honor of Barkley, who will no longer really have the opportunity to interrupt this show, I'll give a vote for Help My Large Dog. Which moves us down to number 90. Jordan, how does it compare to Romania, number 203? A game all about trying to coax a loser... Uh, who just lives in a shitty apartment into making something of himself by throwing ping pong balls at him. Mm, I kind of like the oddness of Romania, so I'm going with Romania. Alright. Dan. Romania. Alright. Crystal. Romania. And Chelsea. Romania. Alright. Wumpus moves down further to number 91. Chelsea, how does it compare to Kirby's Avalanche? It's Poyo Poyo, but with Kirby characters. Uh, Kirby Poyo. Alright, uh, Crystal. Kirby Avalanche. Dan. I gotta vote for my boy Kirby. Alright, and Jordan. Have you seen that clip of Kirby, like, doing, uh, Terry Bogard's attack moves? Yeah. 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 Isn't it adorable? Yes. Yeah. Kirby. All right. Kirby takes it, in which case, Wumpus has just one last game to go up against. It is number 92, Pokemon Puzzle League. Jordan, this is, of course, a version of Panel de Pont based on the Pokemon anime. Mm, I'm going to have to go with Pokemon. All right. All right. Dan? Pokemon. Crystal? Pokemon. All right. And Chelsea? Pokemon. All right. Pokemon wins, and Hunt the Wumpus moves down to its final placement 
at number 93. Directly below Pokemon Puzzle League and directly above No Man's Sky. Congratulations. So far, all these 1970s video games make it into the top 100. That's something. I mean, they're some of the most remembered games of the decade. Sure. Uh, Just real quick. Yeah. Uh, Bullet Time Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, and Assassin's Creed Rogue have all fallen out of the top 100 so far. So, you know, hats off to them. Our next game is Colossal Cave Adventure. I need to look this up on Moby Games, Crystal, but this was your game, and you seemed like you did an iota of research before this, so why don't you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, I've read uh, Eric S. Raymond's Brief History of a Colossal Cave Adventure, which Mm -hmm. you can find online by Googling. All right, all right. So this is widely considered to be the first adventure game, because unlike uh, precursors like D&D and Hunt the Wumpus, which were also made in like different communities so that didn't really interact... This is the first one to have a natural language parser and to really focus on having, like, a story and humor and good writing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's invented adventure games. Yeah, that seems significant. Some of those things, I haven't like, played it. it. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't, yeah. I had not heard of it until the other day when I happened to watch a YouTube video about the history of adventure games. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, also, this was this is not run on a microcomputer. This ran on a mini computer. Okay, huh. okay. Oh, so it, it, you could not you could not run it on like a home console. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it was too big for that. This was still. I don't think this was commercial either. Okay, okay. It was just passed around in the mini computer community. Right, right. I'm trying to find the original version of this game to put... Oh, I see. It's also known as just Adventure instead of Castle Colossal Cave Adventure. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, at the time, a lot of these were actually called cave games because a lot of them were set in caves. That makes sense. Yeah. Isn't this game where Zizzy is from? Yes. What Zizzy? is Zizzy? Explain to me what Zizzy means. Uh... Essentially, it was like this cheat code you got in the game that was, you put in X, Y, Z, Z, Y, and you got, like, a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, like, one of the first cheat codes. I see, I see. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and place Colossal Cave Adventure. It is going to be starting at number 300 again, which is now, let's see here. Jordan, how does it compare to Need for Speed Underground, a Need for Speed game all about drifting through the city streets at night? I prefer the actual underground, Colossal Cave. All right, Dan. I'm going to give this to Colossal Cave Adventure. Okay. Crystal. Adventure. And Chelsea. Um, Colossal Cave Adventure. Chelsea, you sound extremely tired. No, I'm just... Uh, 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 no, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I was just looking at Instagram for Crystal's entire explanation of this game. All right. Fantastic. Chelsea, how does it compare to Shuffle 15? Number 150. What is Shuffle 15? Oh, it's, it's like uh, a Scrabble game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cave Adventure. All right. Wait, do you know do you know the game Adventure for the Atari? You've heard of that one? Yeah. That is a graphical remake of this game. Oh wow, really? 
Yeah, that's how influential this was. I was gonna suggest, do we want to talk about Adventure for the Atari? Here's the thing. No one knows whether it came out in 1979 or 1980. There are conflicting reports. Oh. So it's impossible to say what decade it belongs to. It's a nowhere game. It's a game from outside of our timeline. It had a big... There was a big speech about it at the conclusion of Ready Player One. That sounds about right. Well, yeah, because that was the first uh, instance of an Easter egg. And those Gunters, they love those Easter eggs. <laughs> I really love that Gunter is short for Egg Hunter. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Do you want to hear the sad story behind the creation of this game? Oh, yes, oh, tell oh, them. Yes, sure. please tell. So, Will Crowther and his wife, Pat were experienced cavers okay and okay. previously helped create vector map surveys of the mammoth cave in kentucky Whoa, that rules then they got divorced oh, oh no Aww. and will crowther wanted to connect better with his daughters so he made a game simulation of his cave adventures i can't believe what you're telling me right now is that kentucky Route zero act three is based on a true story yes <laughs> Because <laughs> that, that's literally the plot of Kentucky Route Zero, is that it was like and a husband he... and wife like spelunking team, and then they like break up, and the wife like leaves, and the husband stays behind in the caves forever, and like builds a computer out of the caves that runs an adventure game about exploring caves. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the inspiration for the natural text parser was him playing D anD. d Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Wow, I just learned some things. <laughs> It'll be nice if Kentucky Route Zero like surprises us in the next month or two. I'd love for it to be in the running for Game of the Decade, but it's not out yet. It will not come out this year. It probably won't. No, it might come out on Christmas. I, I, can, I can see them doing that. I, I, I can see them just slipping it out the door. But no, it's fine. It can be Game of the Decade for the 2020s. That's fine. Anyhow, uh, where were we? What were we even ranking? We were on number 150. Right. Chelsea, Shuffle 15. You said Shuffle 15, right? Or did you say Cave? Uh, Cave. You said Cave. Crystal said Cave. Uh, uh, Dan? What's Shuffle 15 again? It's like a Scrabble game. It, like, gives you a bunch of tiles and a list of words, and you have to build a crossword puzzle out of it. I'll go with uh, Colossal Cave Adventure. Okay. Jordan? So I was just curious if, uh, how that, how Will, you know, did after all that, but... He seems to be doing well. He's still alive. He remarried. That's good for him. Uh, he's still like credited as being one of those people who helped develop ARPANET. So like he still gets okay, mentioned yeah, by he's and probably talked doing about just people. Fine, then. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, good for him. Like he went through a dark time and got through it. Sure. So I'm 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 gonna go with Colossal Cave. All right, Colossal Cave Adventure takes it and moves up to number seventy four. Jordan, how does it compare to Rocket League? We've talked about it already. We're hitting a lot of the same games because every game is rating, like, similarly. This time I'm going to have to go with Rocket League. All right. Uh, that's one for Rocket League. Dan. Colossal Cave Adventure. Okay. Crystal. Colossal Cave Adventure. All right. And Chelsea. Um, Cave Adventure. All right. That means that... Cave Adventure what was it moves. up against? It was up against Rocket League. Fine. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about games from the 70s. Yeah. It's the I 70s. don't care. The 70s aren't your bag, baby? 
No. I guess that was more of a 60s thing. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, how does <clears throat> Colossal Cave Adventures compare to game number 36, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel, a game Jordan got on this list for his birthday? Wait, I did? Wait, was that not you? Was that someone else? No, I don't know. I wasn't the one who... who that was Dylan. That. Yeah. That was Dylan. Wow. Brain farted right there. Sorry, Dylan. Didn't mean to do that one. Oh, you know what, Dylan? I'm not sorry, because everyone's yelled at me forever <laughs> since uh, Tales of Whatever got into the top ten. Symphonia. Yeah. So that's that's your punishment. I confused you with another guest for a second. Anyway, Chelsea, Legend of Heroes or Colossal Cave Adventure? Cave Adventure. Uh, All right. What kind Look. of game is this? Oh, it's like a JRPG. I think it was described as kind of like a fantasy persona. Huh. Alright. Is yeah. Persona not fantasy? It is, but it's like modern fantasy, whereas I think this is more like okay. swords and, you know, dragons. Okay. I'm seeing anyway, a uh, lot of anime kids in, in school-like uniforms, but they're riding mm-hmm. horses across a, fan- a wide sl- windslip plains here, yeah. so... I've heard it's a good game. <laughs> Crystal. Kentucky Route Zero TV edition has been rated by the ESRB as of August, so maybe it yeah. will make it this year. Even I, I think even more recently than that, their hotline that you could call to hear about the status of Kentucky Route Zero changed from in development to in QA. So, you know. It's going to be a Merry Christmas present. It might be a Merry Christmas present. Who can say? Anyway. I vote was for Cave. All right, that's two for Cave. Uh, Dan. Uh, this Heroes game sounds pretty good. I'll go with that. All right. Jordan. Yeah, I'm kind of warmed up to this Heroes game, too. It looks good, okay. and we'll, we'll see. All right, so we'll go cool. with Heroes. Heroes takes it. And uh, Colossal Cave Adventure... Wait, no, that's a tie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Heroes. I don't care. I've already typed a W into the program, so <laughs> whatever. That means that Colossal Cave Adventure is moving down to number 55. Jordan, how does it compare to Resident Evil, the survival horror game classic for the PlayStation? Hmm. Is there a Jill sandwich in Cave? Ooh, most likely no. Hmm. Because berries and... Uh, I'm going to go with Resident Evil. Alright, alright. Dan? I'll go with uh, Colossal Cave Adventure. That's one for each. Crystal? Cave. Alright, and Chelsea? Cave. Alright, Colossal Cave Adventure takes it and moves up to number 45... Chelsea, how does it compare to Trauma Center Second Opinion, the Nintendo Wii remake of the Nintendo DS arcade surgery? Slice them up. Uh, Trauma Center. All right. Crystal. Cave. That's one for each. Dan? Trauma Center. All right. That's two for Trauma Center. Jordan? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Trauma Center. All right. Trauma Center takes it. Uh, Colossal Cave Adventure moves down to number 50. Jordan, how's it compared to the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion? Your first-person adventure RPG where you set out on a quest to seal the Oblivion gates? To, to kill Oblivio? That's probably how it goes, I think. Let's go with that. Patrick Stewart's involved. I think I would like to try Cave before I tried Oblivion, so I'm going to go with Cave. Okay. All right. Crystal, what are you going to say? It's not It's not Oblivio. It's uh, It's uh, Mehrun's Dagon and his cult, the Mythic Dawn. Yeah, Oblivio, that's what I said. Dan? I'm going to go with Colossal Cave Adventure. All right, Crystal. 
Uh, the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, the best Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> All right. Chelsea. Cave Adventure. All right. Cave takes it. And moves up to number 47. Uh, let's see here. Chelsea, how does it compare to Device 6, an adventure game for iOS that turns an ebook into an e-mystery? Device 6. Crystal. Device 6. All right. Uh, Dan. Device 6. And Jordan. Device 6. Hell yeah. All right. Jordan, how's it compared to number 48? Trauma Center Under the Knife. It's Trauma Center's second opinion, but for the DS. Oh, I mean, if I liked Trauma's second opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Trauma Center. All right. Dan. Trauma Center. Crystal. Caves. All right. And Chelsea. Trauma. All right. That moves the caves down to number 49 for one last go. Chelsea, how does Colossal Cave Adventure compared to Yakuza Zero, an action-adventure game set in the Kamurocho district of Tokyo, and you are the rootinest, tootinest Yakuza man ever there dang was. Yakuza. Chelsea, uh, Crystal, rather. <laughs> Caves. Alright, Dan. Yakuza Zero, absolutely, no doubt, 100%. <laughs> Jordan. Mm, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Yakuza. Oh yeah, Dan, I think you're the reason Yakuza is on this list. Well, specifically Argyle, because like... Was it? Okay. Yeah, he was on with the podcast, and he asked if Yakuza... I told him about okay. Let's Place, and he asked if Yakuza 0 was on. He, gotcha. I said no, and then he asked you to put yeah. it on the list. I remembered it was somebody from that time I guessed it on Pato Greed and just assumed it was you based on your enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm also very big fan of that game. Yeah. All right, Yakuza wins, which means... The Colossal Cave Adventure is placed at number 50, directly above the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, directly below Yakuza 0. Uh, two games in their own ways kind of feel like they owe something to Colossal Cave Adventure. Congratulations to Colossal Cave Adventure on breaking the top 50. Uh, Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, no longer a top 50 game. And that also means that Dragon's Dogma is no longer a top 100 game. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Hmm. We are buzzing right along, mostly because, like Chelsea said, there's not that much to say about these 70s games. They're either kind of dull or, like, such obvious classics that there's not much to discuss. <laughs> Speaking of obvious classics, let's talk about Space Invaders. Earth is under attack from rows of bomb-dropping aliens, and you need to defend it. The rows of aliens begin at the top of the screen, and you, can, and you control a laser cannon at the bottom of the screen. Your goal is to earn points by shooting the aliens before they can land. The aliens march back and forth, and each time the end of the uh, the end of the screen is reached, they will drop one row closer to the bottom. Shoot them all, and you move on to the next tougher level. But if even one of them lands, the game is over. From time to time, a flying saucer will pass by along the top of the screen. Shoot this to earn extra points. Just above your laser cannon are three shields. These can be used to hide from the aliens' bombs, but will also block your own shots. You begin the game with a limited number of laser cannons, and if all of them are bombed, the game ends. It's Space Invaders. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Space Invaders. It's Space mm-hmm. Invaders. I've never thought Space Invaders was very fun to play. Really? Huh. Well, yeah. No, wait. Like, you're right. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm always missing shots by a pixel. Yeah. Weaving in and out of the of the barriers just feels bad. It's 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 too hard to hit the guys. The there, shmups are better. And there I don't is even like shmups. There is a lot to respect about Space Invaders. It's a pioneer in a million ways. 
it's the first game to have a soundtrack. Like, it's that's something. Can I share a fun Space Invaders fact? Of course you can. Uh, you know how, like, as you, as you shoot more, uh, the aliens gets faster. Yeah. That was not intended. That's true. It wasn't. But they kept it in because it made it more fun. Yeah, it turned out that, like, the game was taxing the computer's RAM, so when you killed one of the ships, now it had RAM freed up and it could process the game faster, which made it all move faster, and that wasn't intentional. Uh, And they're like, yeah, you know what, that's actually a good thing. Let's do it. Um, Makes it harder as you go, and that's more fun. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole thing with, like, the shields are neat and how they break apart dynamically. That's cool, and you can, like, shoot through them to, like, make a little hole to shoot through. There are things to like about Space Invaders, but I, I kind of agree with Crystal that it's not especially fun these days. And that people have really taken this ball and run with it and made a lot of better games. Mm-hmm. I feel like the rate at which you shoot is bad. Yeah. Like, it's 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 just, just a little bit too slow. I can't hit yeah. the button fast yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah. Well, I guess let's decide just how, just where on the list this uh, this classic goes. All right, we are starting probably at game number three hundred again, if I'm guessing correctly. Yep, game number three hundred. Uh, all right, Chelsea, how you doing? I'm okay. All right. Uh, how does Space Invaders compare to Miss World '96, the game I think you might have been talking about before when you were talking about Breakout Clones? No, not quite. Okay. Space Invaders. Yeah. To be clear, this is an adult puzzle game where the goal is to complete the puzzle, thereby revealing a picture of a scantily clad or sometimes naked lady, depending on which version of the game. But if you're not fast enough, it turns into a weird shock image. Yeah, that was like a ki- a Quicks clone, right? Yeah, correct. Crystal, how about you? They should make like a gritty reboot of Space Invaders. That's a first-person shooter where you shoot the aliens with the gun. <laughs> I think that's just Doom. No. The, there's no aliens in Doom. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, they're demons, but they're kind of demon aliens. Okay. What's what's Space Invaders going up against? Miss World 96. Oh, it's Miss World 96. All right, great. It's one for each, Dan. I respect its ability to punish someone for being horny. Miss yeah. World 96. All right, that's two for Miss World '96, Jordan. Does it's is Square Enix the current owner of the Space Invaders brand? Uh, Are they Taito. Well, they bought Taito. Oh, oh, then yeah. Huh, that's kind of odd. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm gonna go with Space Invaders. All right, that ties it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Space Invaders over the weird horny game. Space Erotica Bachelor Party was the breakout clone Oh, right, I forgot about Bachelor Party Right, right, which seems impressive because I've read its name about 8,000 times (laughs) There's a Space Invaders board game now Yeah, that sounds about right Jordan, how does Space Invaders compare to Hatsune Miku Project Diva F uh, A rhythm game starring everyone's favorite Vocaloid Oh, uh, Hatsune Miku I find Riven Games a bit easier than Space Invaders. Yeah. Dan. Very cute. Like Miku. All right. Crystal. 
Hatsune Miku. And Chelsea. Space Invaders. All right. Hatsune Miku takes it, and Space Invaders moves down to number 225. Wow. You know what's better than Space Invaders? What? Galaxian. Yeah, Galaxian's good. Mm. I do love that Space Invaders is the only game this episode that didn't crack the top 100, and it's fucking Space Invaders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The people have spoken, uh, and they've said that Hatsune Miku is better than Space Invaders, which, you know what? I I can follow. Uh... Let's see here. Chelsea, how does Space Invaders compare to Time Splitters Future Perfect, uh, a shooter with uh, a bunch of wacky weapons and a little bit of irreverency? Time Splitters. Crystal. There was a time on the internet when people thought Time Splitters was the greatest shit ever made. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm going to vote for it. Great. All right. Dan? Time Splitters 2 was in Shaun of the Dead. Time Splitters. Okay. And uh, Jordan? Um, time splitters. All right. Space Invaders continues to descend, which I guess makes sense, given that's what the Space Invaders do. <laughs> Let's see here. Jordan, how do Space Invaders... How do Space Invaders compare to Pac-Man's Pizza Parlor? A kitchen management and time management game all about helping a young girl uh, manage her father's pizza parlor, but you're Pac-Man. I have this game, but I haven't played it yet. Oh. Mm, I'm going to go with Pac-Man. All right. Dan. Pac-Man is a sad little man. I'm voting for Space Invaders. All right. Crystal. Pac-Man Pizza Parlor. And Chelsea. Pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. All right. Pac-Man Pizza Parlor wins, and Space Invaders continue to descend faster now. To number 281. Chelsea, how do they compare to Toffifi Fantasy Forest, a platformer based on the hazelnut chocolate candy Toffifi? Toffifi. Wait, was was it me? It was it was Chelsea. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Um God, Toffee sucks. <laughs> uh Space Invaders. Alright. Now the Toffifi candy though, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crystal. Tofife. That's one for each. Uh, Dan. You know, I gotta go with Space Invaders. Now, if it was Kofife, but no, Space Invaders. Uh-huh, Wait, uh-huh. Did, did I vote? No, it's your vote next. Oh, I, I thought I thought we were already... Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Space Invaders. Alright, great. Space Invaders takes it and moves up to number 271. Jordan, how does it compare to Make Room for Mush? A very simple, uh, let's call it indie game, uh, about controlling a Super Mario Mushroom through a very simple tile set in order to uh, uh, get a cool different color on your mushroom dots so that another mushroom will fuck you. <laughs> okay. God. You mean share its spores with you? Sure. <laughs> hmm. I actually kind of like Space Invaders a little bit more. Alright. Dan? I'm gonna go with Space Invaders. <laughs> Crystal? The thing I remember about Make Room for Mush is that I couldn't finish it. 
uh-huh it, it, <laughs> it was glitched it wouldn't let me take the things yeah but can you can you finish space invaders you can i mean i probably could it yeah, doesn't have if an I ending i was being paid to okay okay <laughs> but space invaders doesn't end it's it's an unstoppable unending alien invasion and it just goes so on have, forever can you get to a kill screen i have yeah. no idea let's say yes how do you vote crystal space invader all right chelsea space invader all right uh space invader takes it and moves up to number 266 chelsea how does it compare to sinistar another Ooh. classic arcade game this time you're flying through a uh two full two-dimensional space trying to collect cinnabombs to defeat the evil sinistar cinnabon crystal cinnabon all right uh dan run coward jordan sinistar all right sinistar takes it and space invader moves down to number 268 Jordan, how does it compare to Galshell, Blood Red Skies, a shoot-em-up, so a game inherently owing its legacy to Space Invaders, except you shoot a bunch of gross worms that bleed all over the place is gross. Uh, Space Invaders. Alright, Dan. Uh, Space Invaders. Crystal. Galshell. Alright, and Chelsea. Uh, Space Invaders. Space Invaders takes it. And there is just one last comparison to be made for this game, this episode, and the best game of the 1970s. Chelsea, how does it compare to Plague Inc. Evolved? I forget how this game works, but it's about medicine and plagues. Um, Plague. Alright, Crystal. Plague Inc. Dan. Plague Inc. Alright, and Jordan. I remember playing Plague Incorporated in... Always, always missing out on uh, Madagascar because they closed their borders so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I'm gonna go for the evolved. I think, I think it looks right. nicer. Upgrade. Plague Inc. Evolved takes it, and uh, Space Invaders is placed at number two sixty-eight, directly above Galshell, directly below Plague Inc. Uh, congratulations, Space Invaders, on being the worst of the five games we placed oh. this week. Aww. That makes sense to me. Pretty decisively, frankly. <laughs> not not too contentious of a decade, this one. I mean, it seems like generally 70s games, pretty good. Uh, so, alright, let's do a quick... I just want to double check. I believe the number one game of the 1970s, to our knowledge, after placing five of the best ones ever... Is uh, Breakout at number sixty-four? What? No, Yay, I we win. Got some, didn't we get something higher? Uh <laughs> oh, you're right. Colossal oh, Cave yeah. Adventures at number fifty. Fifty. Yeah. So con- congratulations to Colossal Cave Adventure. Uh, all right, let's take a quick look at our top and bottom ten. They're both untouched this time, but you know, posterity sake. Uh, at number six hundred and one, or no, number five hundred ninety-six, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Number 596, I can't read. At number 596, Medal of Honor Warfighter. At number 597, Tommy's Air Shark. At number 598, Megamind, the Blue Defender. Number 599, Under Zero. Number 600, Accordion Hero. Number 601, Minion Pregnancy. Number 602, Time of Silence. (laughs) 
Number 603, Lucky Charms Memory Machine. Number 604, Mechanica. And number 605, the worst game of all time to our knowledge, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Meanwhile, in our top 10, at number 10, Tetris for the Game Boy. At number 9, Grim Fandango. Number 8, Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World. Damn it. Number 7, The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. Number 6, Cookie's Bustle. Number 5, Celeste. Number 4, Butterfly Soup. Number 3, Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures. Number 2, Portal 2. And number 1, still the best game of all time to our knowledge, Undertale. Nothing in the 1970s good enough to justify a top 10. Nope. Or bad enough to justify a bottom 10. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> I, I, I feel someday you're going to have to record more South Park games because it's oh, kind of yeah. fucked up how... How that one's the least bad of all of the South Park games, and one day maybe half that bottom ten will be South Park games. Well, okay, A, you're right that we need more South Park games in the bottom ten, but B, my argument would be, you're right that, like, as a game, that one's fairly solid. That means that people put work and effort and craft into making a pile of shit. (laughs) And that's the saddest thing of all. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> what if we put the Family Guy MMO in the top ten? You will never. No. I will always stand against your evil, Crystal. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyhow, Jordan, would you like to plug anything? Um, sadly, I'm not doing much. I mean, we're. St- I'm still hoping to revive a podcast I'm working on, but I'm still recovering from the eye surgery things so i mean you can you can find me though on twitter at uh dory mingu d-o-r uh i underscore m-i-n-g-u if you wanted to like shout at me or talk to me about cartoons or stuff uh dan how about you uh i am dan you can find me at at mike underscore dawson with a zero uh you can find my uh Comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, today was Retsuko's birthday. And also I do a podcast called Pot of Greed, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh! rewatch podcast. Uh, we are we just completed uh, the virtual world arc. Hell yeah. Alright. Uh, Crystal, how about you? find me at arcane crystal we recently completed the book of medora and published our final thesis a 62 page timeline document which you can find Jesus. at bit.ly slash the accursed timeline accursed right capitalized <laughs> hey, huh I, I nothing i've been reading it it's actually really good <laughs> thank you crystal yeah, good um good. did you edit book of medora or did cameron Cameron. Damn it. I was hoping that maybe now that you were done, you'd have time to edit him so you complete me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fair. Maybe, maybe I should take over that Spider-Man episode, get it out there. We should. I feel like we should at least get up to Endgame. That seems like... If we didn't want to keep going after that, I could understand. That's not that many more movies, right? We should get up to Venom 2. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Chelsea, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? I found a piece of peanut in my uh, hoodie pocket. Great. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nitspecibus, and you can go to the Audio Entropy Twitter and find the link to the Audio Entropy unofficial official underground Discord. Join oh, that yeah. and make friends. Be yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, that's it. It's a good Discord. It's a quality cord. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find this show on AudioEntropy.com alongside a whole bunch of other great shows, uh, like the aforementioned book of Medora, which just ended. Another show that just ended is Let's Steal a Podcast. There's also Gotcha Journalism, a fairly new podcast where Dustin and a co-host whose name I'm blanking <laughs> on and I feel bad about uh review uh gashapon games on their phones yeah i'm i feel terrible that i can't bring their name to mind right now uh anyway what else do we got what else? we got totally reprise which is all about totally spies that one's also ending soon we're like we're really hitting like a season finale of audio entropy uh there's it's a podcast after all which is a new one uh from ava and ashley there's also Where's Pod When I'm Scared, which is a VeggieTales podcast that I host along with Ashley. And it's very good. Uh, it's, it's, it is it's, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People seem oh. to be liking it. So I'm glad for that. Sierra is the co-host. Sierra, with, with thank us, you yes. so much, Jordan. Uh, all right. Uh, but, yeah, there's a whole bunch of cool shows there. Go check it out. It's a good time. Um I believe that's everything. You can subscribe to this show on iTunes. Give us a rating and a review. That'd be awful swell of you. And if you really, really like this show, head back on over to audioentropy.com. Click that motherfucking donut button and give us some money to buy some donuts. That'd be nice of you. Donuts. Post the website. Yeah. (laughs) Much. (laughs) No. You know, I, I, okay. Much like America runs on Dunkin's, this website runs on donuts. Yep, that's true. That's an objective fact. Uh, come back next time when Games of the Decades continues, and we're going to rate the five best games of the 1980s, which seems like it might get a little spicier. Probably. Who will win? Pac-Man or Mario? Who's going to take home the gold? Link? Metroid? Castlevania. Oh, we don't man? have so many Let's more choices next time. Yeah, uh-huh. there's gonna be like too many choices yeah. next time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, but until then, uh, Jordan, give us a sign off. Um, shoot, I uh, stay gaming. I don't know. <laughs> Great, Dan. Uh, I place my fi- my cards face down and end my podcast. Great. Uh, Crystal. Glue is yummy. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, uh, stay groovy. I've got to go. I'll see you next time on Let's Place. I feel like I was the only one who really tried. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Sarcastic.